0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here of Let's Talk Dispatch. This is a mini-sode. This is our series. If this wasn't a recorded line, it is where I take your emails, your form submissions with your stories, and read them to our followers, to our listeners, and share your experience as a dispatcher. Now, this is a way of telling your story that's open to anybody and everybody who's listening. You can head over to the raspy go to the Tell my, tell Your Story link under the podcast tab, and you can submit your story. You can also send an email to Ashley at the raspy And the best part about this option is it can be as anonymous as you would like it to be. It's not required to enter your name, your email, or anything like that when using the online submission form. You can just tell your story. Good, bad, hilarious. Nothing's off the table. The point of it is, A, having a place where you feel comfortable telling your truth, whatever that looks like for you, getting it off your shoulders, putting it into someone else's bucket, giving you some room to wiggle, as well as... Just opening up to the world to be able to hear what we hear. You know, uh, you don't really get it until you're in it. And I know it's tough to tell our stories sometimes, but it's also important that we do. So the world knows why we need more dispatchers and exactly what it is that we are doing, experiencing, helping folks through. So, with all that being said, if you are interested in telling your story, please head over to theraspydispatcher.com, and we'll move on to today's story. Subject, the first 911 call to bother me. 911. The things I would say, if this wasn't a recorded line. I'm new to the dispatch field. It's been about six months now, but not new to trauma. I worked in behavioral health for many years prior to and am very familiar with it. This is the first call that bothered me and not for the reasons others might think. I'm a very sympathetic person, but I am seldom empathetic, although I portray it well for the sake of those I serve. I think it's how I've been able to impartially help others throughout my career, without it taking a toll on me. Everyone in our communication centers joke that all dispatchers have some form of sociopathic tendencies, but nonetheless, a desire to help others. I received a call from someone who gave me an address only and said, send officers. When I asked what was going on, he hesitated, then said, nothing, just send someone, and hung up the phone. I load a call. I call him back. Within seconds of him hanging up, he picks up, and I announce myself as the dispatcher calling him back. And requesting he tell me what's going on so I know how much help to send, he hangs up again. I recall and I place another call and he sends it to voicemail. I recall again and it rings through. I recall again and it rings all the way through. My coworker said, I bet the officers are going to find a body. And I knew she was right, but I'd hoped it wasn't true. It wasn't the first time I experienced death over a phone call. That wasn't the issue. I knew the hardest part of this job for me would be how hard I am on myself. I've been that way my whole life, almost to an unhealthy extent. I fought the urge to keep calling him back as I had to move on and take other calls. Not too much longer, the officers confirmed a gunshot wound in the temple. I didn't grieve him. I didn't know him but i felt i failed him and all the people that cared about him i replayed the cor- the recording and wondered if i could have sounded less flat like my tone of voice may have changed this man's decision and i say man but he was not he was 25 not much younger than me but too young had i picked it up sooner that he was calling for someone to find his body and not for help. Maybe I could have pled for him. Maybe I could have pled for him to rethink his decision. Maybe there was something I could have said. I compared the tone I may have had if I was speaking to a family member versus the random citizen and deemed my efforts were not what they could have been. I found that we had a mutual friend on Facebook via post days later. That made it worse. I know I'm not, and everyone. I know I'm not. And everyone I talked to has told me I'm not. But in ways, I feel responsible for this man's death. All the other deep all the other deaths I've experienced were drugs, were drug overdoses, medical issues other suicides and deaths that others found i was the last voice this man heard and i can think about it and all i can think about is was there something i could have done i imagine all the different ways that conversation could have gone i would have told i would have told him my name and asked for his sooner i would have more desperately pleaded for him not to hang up on me, to tell me what's going on. It was the first time since starting this job that I felt I truly failed. I know that it was highly unlikely that there was anything I could have done, but the devil's advocate in me seems to fight every attempt someone has to comfort me. I know this won't be the last call like this, and I will be fine, but I know that this is going to stick with me For the rest of my life. I think that is a big part of what the general public doesn't understand. I will ask myself for the rest of my life if there was something I could have done to save that kid, and people will tell me no, but I'll never truly have an answer. This doesn't happen in many professions, save things like healthcare. To the anonymous dispatcher out there who took the time to submit and tell their story, thank you so much for trusting me with it. I know it's hard. I know it's heavy. And I hope putting these words to paper, air quotes, helped you process the story. And for those who are listening, I mean, it's true. Sometimes someone calls 911 after they've already made a decision. And if you are like this dispatcher and have this experience and have a story like this weighing on you, understand all we can do is what we do when we answer that phone. And sometimes you could do everything and anything, you could say all the right things and that person has already made their decision. Sometimes our role in this line of work is just being the person who answers the phone. The problem is so much bigger than being able to help someone who's having suicidal ideations in that moment. It's such a bigger problem. We do the best we can with the information we're provided and the time that we're allowed to respond to people in crisis. Thank you so much, again, for sharing your story. And if you are interested in sharing yours, head to the raspydispatcher.com. And submit your story on our form submission under tell your story under podcast or you can send an email to ashley at the raspy that concludes our mini sum if this wasn't a recorded line stay raspy everybody thanks for joining us here on let's talk dispatch don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review consider joining our patreon For exclusive content, early access to episodes, and discounts on merch at theraspydispatcher.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. All of these things help support the creation of more content. Because the world needs more dispatchers. Thank you all again for the love and continued support. And until next time, stay raspy.